1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Welcome to TFL Talking Trucks podcast. This episode is all about tires, but not just any tires. We're talking about truck and big SUV, all-terrain and mud-terrain tires, I think this topic doesn't get a lot of uh, publicity uh, usually, but it's the most important topic because the rubber is where it meets the road. (laughs) And on this episode, I am joined by two experts from Goodyear Tires. Um, They are Mike Pulte and Amy Beener. So Mike and Amy, um, I would like um, for you guys to kind of introduce yourselves briefly. And then I wanna direct the conversation towards the new upcoming um, Goodyear Wrangler territory mud terrain tire because uh, I've seen a little bit, bits of information about it flying around, but I want to kind of dig down and and learn more about this tire. Thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks podcast. If you love pickup trucks or big full-size SUVs, if you love trailering, towing, and going off-road, this is the right place to be. Together, we can make this podcast the most popular ever. Mike, can you introduce yourself, please, briefly?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, as you said, my name is Mike Pulte, and I've uh, worked with uh, Goodyear my whole career, which has uh, really been great. Uh, I've had a chance to work on original equipment programs, uh, worked in uh, marketing uh, for a number of years. So sort of customer-facing and also on the technical side, and then, like I said, now in marketing. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, there's always something new to do. And then, um, I guess I just love cars and vehicles. So it's been a great uh, career for me. Namie?
3: Yeah, so I've been at Goodyear now for 10 years. I've had a variety of different roles, um, blending both from the operations and supply chain sides and now in marketing and product marketing specifically where you get to interface with operations and engineering and the consumer and customer. So it's an exciting place to be, um, particularly now with the launch of some new products.
2: That's awesome. So uh, here at TFL Truck, we do a lot of real world testing and we're in Colorado, so we're fairly fortunate because we have a lot of access to sort of off-road terrain and mountainous terrain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've had uh, a lot of experience with different Goodyear tires. Uh, For example, like the Goodyear Wrangler Kevlar uh, on some of the Toyota trucks, and then uh, Goodyear Wrangler Duratrack tires on a variety of different trucks. Uh, But um, can you guys tell me, so this upcoming new Territory tire, what is that all about? Mm Uh, how how was this idea born?
3: Yeah, so I can take a stab at that to start here. Um, so. How it was born is really just from the 120 plus years of innovation that Goodyear has had, just being a leader in the industry. And um, it's the most recent way we're trying to really work with our original equipment manufacturers to meet their very stringent technical specifications. So you have seen the Wrangler Territory MT on a few of the different fitments. It's actually just one of what is a family of products to meet a wide variety of technical specifications. So the territory MT is what is going to be coming on the, the really high-end, off-road-oriented niche fitments.
2: Okay. So I, I've noticed that, um, so can we just kind of discuss briefly some of the vehicles uh, that we not- I noticed it on? So, for example, the, the upcoming Ram Rebel TRX prototypes I've noticed the tire on. Um, also, uh, General Motors just announced their 2021 Silverado lineup with a territory tire available as an option. Um, and um, so, so it's not on the market yet. Is that correct? Uh, is it just upcoming?
0: Yeah, the, um, right now you, it's available on a couple vehicles that we can talk about, uh, which is um, the Bronco. Obviously, Bronco unveiled uh, their new product. Now, uh, until we start production for Ford, um, the tire uh, won't be available for the masses until then on those sizes. Um, we also have it in production, as you mentioned, for the Silverado, um, which has been fantastic. If you've seen the real tree edition, you know um, it's uh, shown and, and been announced. It's coming with our product. Uh, on the other programs, we can't talk about things. Obviously, they're still in the hopper and still haven't been announced. Yes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, comes up in the future, um, but we can't talk about uh, those products that uh, are already debuted and have already been out in the media.
2: So let's hit the Bronco, shall we? <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously, I mean, the, the Bronco competes against uh, or will compete against the Jeep Wrangler, and obviously, tires are very important. Um, so, how would how would this Territory tire compare to some of the others uh, that we're used to? Maybe either like a Falcon tire, maybe, or some some other all-terrain tire, or even the Duratrack. How does it compare? uh, What are the qualities of the Territory tire?
3: Well, what's unique about any of the Territory tires that you're going to see is that um, it meets the specific specifications for that vehicle. So as um, the original equipment manufacturer has set out, it is the perfect OE fit for that for that vehicle. So it's really hard to even compare it to other products, even within our own portfolio, because they're all designed for different applications, um, let alone to compare it to other products that are out in the marketplace. But the one thing that you'd be able to say about any of the territory tires on any of the applications is that it will most closely closely meet the specifications for that vehicle as it was intended to be driven and designed by the manufacturer itself. Mm
2: Yeah, can I can I interrupt just for a second? Um, I, th- I think many people don't understand this, and I was one of them very recently. Mm-hmm. Is that each manufacturer has their own r- um, requirements? So if you are looking out there in the parking lot and you see like a Ram truck next to a Chevy truck, and they both have Duratrack tires, mm-hmm. the actual construction of those tires can differ. Is that
0: correct? Yeah, this um, I'll take a stab at that. The um, it's. It's really kind of interesting because if you're not involved in the industry, you don't see all the tuning that goes on and uh, the customization for different chassis. You sort of just think of it as around as, uh, and black. But you know, it's actually a really complex composite of rubber and steel and fabric. And what happens is we can tune that composite to meet the needs of the OEMs. And if you think about it, it's the only item that's touching the ground. So it's the only item that actually transfers that power and in, in, in the, what the vehicle is trying to tell, the, you know, what it wants to do, right? So it's got to tell the road which way to go. It does that through the tires. And, uh, and it's, it's one of the actually more tunable elements on the car because it's both a spring and a shock absorber. And so a lot of people know, like with racing, you change your spring rate or even off-road, right? On your trucks, you change your spring rate, you change your shock absorbers. The tire itself can do the same thing. And so, yeah, we work with the OEMs for uh, often a couple of years before the the vehicles even debuted. Mm
2: -hmm. And and it also kind of, does it also depend on like the weight of the vehicle? So they kind of tell you all of those parameters. Is that right?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll tell us, uh, you know, um, really when the vehicle is still a concept right in in their mind and in on paper, uh, we, you know, sort of uh, get the information on where they want us to be. We work really close with them on uh, doing things like mathematically modeling the performance of the tire before we even build prototypes and then we get their mathematical models of the vehicles and we can marry the two together. As a matter of fact, we just purchased a vehicle simulator. We can literally put a test driver now into a multi-axis simulator and marry the two together, the vehicle and the tire. And virtually he can come back and give us a subjective feel on things like uh, shake and vibration, steering input, steering response. And uh, it's really exciting because that allows us to compress the, the vehicle development cycle compared to the old way of iterating prototype after prototype.
2: All right. Yeah, so, no, go ahead, Amy.
3: Oh, I was just going to add something to that because um, you know, sometimes we have to really rely on the relationship of our engineers with the original equipment engineers because we don't get every last detail about these vehicles. As Mike mentioned, a lot of times we're starting to design tires for something that's really only a concept in the manufacturer's mind and even as we're farther around, you know, we're a bunch of gearheads at Goodyear and we'll call our engineers, "Hey, do you know anything about the new the new vehicle? Like do you have any extra mm-hmm. specs on it?" Like to like you're designing the tires for it and they'll say like no there now it's it's well under wraps and we're just trying to to work with some some math right now trying to guess with what we know about the manufacturers given our rich history with them and where we think they're gonna go um luckily like we do have great history like especially you know even with with Ford alone 100 over 100 years so we can sometimes you know guess in the way you can you can guess family members and how they might act about things but Mm -hmm. oftentimes don't have every last detail that you would expect to be able to have until the very end when our engineers are sitting alongside the vehicle manufacturers engineers and sitting in the, the mules and the you know first test vehicles to take it out for a ride so there's a lot you know beauty in the artwork that goes right along with the science given what variables we have up front yeah
2: yeah, yeah and and we've seen this firsthand too I mean testing the vehicles in the real world. Uh, Sometimes, Mm -hmm. like you said, uh, Mike, you can change your spring rates, your shock absorbers, you can change brands. But often, one of the easiest updates you can do is the tires, you know, because they're easy easy to take off, they're easy to put on. And when you change the tire, you can feel a difference depending on what you want to do. That's that's a huge, and and I think a lot of people don't understand that. (laughs) They think Mm -hmm. every tire is the same, but it's, it's actually not not the case. Yeah. Which also brings me to another question, you know, let's say I have a Silverado with the Territory tires uh, or another vehicle, when I go to get a new set, right? I need to tell them what vehicle they're going to be on, correct? <laughs> so,
0: yeah, so that that's a huge advantage that a tire dealer has is they get to see the individual that comes into the store, right? Uh, or calls them, you know, or emails they, they have, they start a relationship with that customer one-on-one, right? And, and they can start to probe the good tire dealers will probe and say, what do you like about your vehicle and what don't you like? And we would certainly hope when somebody comes in with the territory, they love their vehicle and they love the performance. Um, but there's going to be some people that want even more or something different, right? And, um, you know, you, you sort of have to shoot for the middle of the bell curve. It may be on the enthusiast side on some of the fitness we're talking about today.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, the the dealer will have a one on one relationship and get to even understand their needs more personally, and could tailor them and put them into a, a product that's going to make them happy.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we're talking about the mud terrain tire here, right? MT. So tra- traditionally, MT tires. Um, some people may think, you know, just really big knobs on the tire and it's meant for kind of off road muddy situations and they can be loud on the highway, you know, they can be noisy. But so tell me about some of those parameters. How has the tire evolved? Because recently, you know, many of the tires, including the DuraTrack that we, you know, I just drove yesterday on with the Trail Boss on the DuraTrack tires, uh, they're kind of almost all-around tires, if that makes sense. you know They can operate in different conditions, on pavement, off mm-hmm. pavement, they're, they're not terribly loud. So how, does that, how do you make an empty tire that's livable every day?
3: So I was going to see if Mike, before we got into some of those details, did you want to talk about some of the influences and leading of what we are used to seeing in the aftermarket with things like dirt Track and how it kind of infiltrated OE that led us down the, the path of having territory and broad market? Or yeah, I think
0: it, it, it all works together, which is, which yeah. is good. You know, Andre, you, you brought up a, a lot of good points about you know people taking their tire wheel assemblies off and putting new ones on. It's really interesting. If you look in the past, you almost always had to do that with certain trucks or certain off road vehicles, right? Sport utility vehicles before they were all just CUVs. Um, and if you were anybody that wanted to do off-roading or get a little bit more out of your truck, you sort of had to go spec out the package yourself and put on your own springs and your own shocks and your own tires and wheels. And I think the big change that we're seeing in today's marketplace in original equipment is the OEMs have figured this out, right? I mean, you've been to SEMA, you know, as I've gone to SEMA over the, over the years, you really see a lot of those really cool ideas starting to get in, incorporated right into packages that are offered uh from the from the original equipment manufacturer themselves and i think that's really um some of the the neat change we've seen over the time is these specialty packages would have never really been oe years ago and now you've got these I don't know, king of the hill type packages you've mentioned a few of them and and those are the ones that really come nicely engineered and integrated. Like you don't have to guess what shocks and springs and tires are going to work together. Um, you know, we've worked with those original equipment engineers to make sure it all works together as a system. And and I, you're right. You know, kind of in the old days, those MT tires we like to call them maximum traction tires, not mud terrain. Um, but it's it really is about getting that maximum traction out of the tire. And they, it was a little more simplistic in the old days, where you just big knobs and kind of open it up, almost like a farm tire. And what we're really finding is, you know, um, people still got to get to their fun, right? Not everybody's trailering their vehicles there, and and same thing if you use it for work, right? If you're at a construction site, um, you know, five days out of the week, and then you want to tow on the weekends to to get to the lake to go fishing. Um, So what we've been able to do is take a lot of the things we've learned over the years and incorporate these technologies into things like mold shapes, pitch patterns, uh, the materials that go into the tire and learn more about how to make a better, more sophisticated tire instead of just big knobs alone. I mean, obviously you still want to extract the the mud, you still want it to get through. It also has to work in sand, it has to work in dirt And, and really important, it has to, work pretty well on the road because you spend a lot of time on the road even if it is Mm
3: -hmm. so then when you think about some of the elements of the question that you were asking in terms of you know how the the tires compare so we've got this you know where the 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 back end or the the shorter end of the bell curve if you will is kind of moving its way to the primary production line right Mm -hmm. but that still doesn't take away from the fact that we've got that you know, more extreme end of the bell curve that Goodyear really likes to play to. You look at our history, we love enthusiasts and we love making sure that we can have product lines that stand for specific type of performance in specific arenas. That sometimes is a little different than the experience that the vehicle manufacturer wants when you're driving it off the lot for the very first time. So with territory, what we've been able to do is you've got things like Duratrack, you've got things like the Wrangler MTR with Kevlar that are designed within a given product line for a specific group of aftermarket consumers really looking for a specific type of performance that are able to have that because they've already taken the tires off and they want that performance. They know what they want to add back onto the vehicle. And we have that to exist for them. And what we did with territory was tap into some of those um, extra kind of levers that Mike talked about. And instead of telling our engineers, um, hey, we need, you know. We want to we want you to work on this fitment, we want you to work for this fitment for this original equipment manufacturer, but but please keep this working exactly how we've told the consumers it's gonna work, because they may have already bought a few sets of them, they may be used to a certain type of performance, and you're gonna hold that standard. So you know meet meet the strict specs, but hold this, hold this one constant instead we've said hey we really want to unleash the power of engineering on both ends both the tire engineering end and the vehicle engineering end and kind of make something beautiful happen where you know we've got all the variables to play with the compounding the mold shapes the pitch sequencing the the pattern itself um and another thing is the aesthetics even just um something really unique to territory is not only is the um performance going to vary according to the spec but the 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 it might look a little bit different too so you'll have to wait and see what some of those differences might be. But um, we're really trying with Territory to meet that that more balanced um, approach with the OEM so that you can have something that's really knobby, that's completely off-road capable, but it's going to feel really smooth, ride really nice when it's going off the lot, you know, knowing exactly what that vehicle is designed to do and the exact type of experience that manufacturer is wanting that person to have who bought it.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you also mentioned the appearance of the tire, right? Mm-hmm. And I think is uh, at least for a lot of off roaders and truck people, I think that's also a deciding factor, right? I want I want my vehicle to look aggressive, not just mm-hmm. capable, but but also mm-hmm. had that incredible look. So I think that plays into the decision process. You know, if I am buying a let's say a Bronco uh, or another truck like a Silverado. Um, I want it to be capable, right? I'm buying it because it's capable, but I also want, I mean, Mike, you mentioned maximum traction, but I also want to have the maximum look or, or whatever yeah. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like its it, you have a lot of like, um, I don't want to say conflicting requirements, but it sounds compl- complicated. You know, how do you mm-hmm. combine all that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's not easy, and that's why we have a team of engineers that are, uh, you know, based at the different accounts or, or they ha- call on the accounts. We have teams of engineers in uh, Akron, in Luxembourg, we have them in Japan, really all over the globe, right? And they focus just on doing that, trying to take those, those multiple inputs, right, from the original equipment manufacturers, and try to say, how do I move the ball forward, right? What innovation do I have that I can add in this year for the product to try to have um, no trade-offs, right? And try to deliver the look that they want, plus the, say, the fuel efficiency they want. Um, Unsprung mass is obviously a big deal. Uh, That improves ride quality, so you gotta watch your unsprung mass. Uh, that number of, uh, of items on a technical specification is, is huge, right? And so that's that's why we really have uh, pretty large teams dedicated just to that type of engineering.
2: Yeah, and, and so so how does this um, also kind of the all-season factor, how does that play in? Because here in Colorado, we get basically every condition. You know, you get ice, you get snow, um, or just perfect road or wet road or dirt or, you know, how does the territory uh, going to handle, can it handle all those conditions?
3: Yes. Yeah, so the, the, the exact performance really is going to vary based on the exact OE spec, but it's designed as an all season product. Um, so it can handle the seasonals changes. And then um, the, The OEMs are so familiar with exactly the type of performance those consumers in these targeted areas, right, like they know to target places like Colorado with something that is like their their off-road vehicles, so it's usually reflected in their spec, but um, just being good stewards too of, um, of tires and everything that touches the road, including the elements, we're always looking to make sure we can deliver as much of that performance to people as possible.
0: Yeah, we were talking earlier about uh you know uh the vehicle when it's still a prototype and how our engineers ride along with um the oem as it's being developed to get direct feedback on how the product is working with the suspension and the body structure and you know in the powertrain etc and and that doesn't just happen in a laboratory right uh, on occasion you'll see a spy shot outside somewhere but it's out in the desert testing things, or um, at our proving grounds in Texas, uh, in our off-road course, or it's, uh, you know, in the snow in Canada. Um, If it's a car program, we might be on the Autobahn uh, testing uh, directional, you know, stability, those types of things. So it's really, um, it's, it's, there's a lot of things you have to balance at the same time, but the OEMs have been all doing this for a long time, right? Those manufacturers. Um, kind of know the targets they want to hit, and then they take our guidance is to um, move the ball forward and expand maybe a wet traction or expand winter traction beyond what they had originally thought.
3: Yeah, and there have been times too um, where along the development process that uh, the original equipment manufacturers have even said like, you know, I thought I wanted it to be you know, this, this characteristic to be like this, but now that I'm experiencing it, I, I think I wanna, you know, tweak it to be something a little different. It'll be more like what people are expecting. So as Mike mentioned, um, you know, they're open to our feedback. We, you know, provide it and it's really a great, like relationship that brings these things to life.
2: Yeah, and I think it's important because for example, um, well, I have a couple of cars as well as trucks. And for example, uh, I have a Subaru and I keep two sets of tires for it. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a light all season tire that I'm using right now. Um, mm-hmm. Or actually my wife is driving. Um, and then um, in the winter, we put a specific winter tire on, on the car. But mm-hmm. so so obviously those tires, are there have a focus, right? The, the winter tire I cannot use right now in 95 degree weather, um, the all season tire may not be great when we get 12 inches of snow, you know, so, so, but, but I think what a lot of people, some people don't want to do that, right? They don't want to keep yeah. two sets of tires, or three sets of tires in their garage. Um, so, so I think I'm just trying to tease out those elements where, mm-hmm. you know, the tire has to do a lot, or, you know, maybe, maybe you're asking the tire to do too much, you know, because like uh, the territory or track in this case, um, it has to be working, like we said, towing, dry conditions, wet conditions, et cetera, off-road. Um, mm-hmm. And we get these questions almost pretty much every day. I'm trying to buy a truck, a TFL, okay. help me find a tire.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, yeah.
2: that's, that's a very complicated question. That's kind of why I'm asking you guys, kind of like trying to tease out those elements. Because an MT tire, like you say, kind of alluded to, Mike, may not be the most fuel-efficient tire. Right. So, so there, there's some trade-offs you have to think about.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and it depends. Like you sort of said, you have a number of vehicles, right. And, and uh, I'm the same way. So like on my Audi, I have a set of summer tires and a set of winter tires and I don't mind changing that over. Um, on my expedition, I've kind of turned it into an overlander, given it to my son and it's got a raise <laughs> big, or track tires, right? And, and have gone bigger in diameter on those. And, and on that, I don't need to change it over because it does what it's supposed to year round. Um, probably it's not gonna wrap, lap the Nurburgring really quickly. So okay. that's the example of the trade off. So it depends on, the, on who's calling and what they're driving, right? And that's mm-hmm. why earlier when I mentioned that the tire dealer kind of has the advantage on that one-on-one relationship, um, the same when somebody calls you, right? You can listen to their problems, how they like their vehicle, and then kind of steer them one way or the other. For the original equipment manufacturers, they're they're kind of designing for the middle of the bell curve, and they don't know exactly who's going to buy the vehicle. They take a really good educated guess, but they're still making mass production. Um, and I think that's sort of the the difference is. You know, when somebody's calling you and asking for recommendations, they probably have something in mind. They might own a farm. They might be on a ranch or they might be in downtown Chicago. And there's a difference between being in downtown Chicago and trying to do something on a ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or where yeah, they live, um, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, sorry, really I interrupted you, Amy. What do you want to do with the, the vehicle?
3: Uh, no, I, w- I was going to say some similar things, but I was just going to to joke a little that, you know, before I worked at Goodyear, right? Um, I thought tires were like injected rubber into a mold, just rubber, no other components, right? So a lot of those things that we don't, we don't understand until you're really in it. And then once you are in it, you become, you know, about an an instant geek about it. So if um, you're like any vehicle or anything you're passionate about, you talk about it a lot to your friends and um, a normal group of friends doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily as receptive to these topics as maybe others. Yeah. Um, but one thing I've done to try to help, you know, kind of the everyday person understand things is equate it to shoes, right? Like you don't just have one pair of shoes to do everything in your life. You probably have one that'll work for 80 to 90% of everything you're doing, but you still have very good reason why you might want another set of tires. Or maybe you don't, you can decide that's a small enough portion in your life that you're going to, you know, minimize the amount of shoes in your closet for what you're doing. But you know, the, uh, with the OEMs and with Goodyear too, you know, we have a portfolio that we're we're trying to offer as many, as many shoe offerings, right? Like we're trying to, play to those specific needs, to those things that people are really passionate about, they want one specific option for. If they know they live in a snowy environment, this gets to what you were talking about in terms of where you live. If, if you experience snow from you know most of the year and it's what gives you the most trouble, then you, you're either going to have a set of dedicated snow tires or you're going to have that be a characteristic of the, the product you're going to keep on there all year round. So um, it, it's it's something that's hard to hard to really appreciate, I think, until you experience it yourself. Um, and then, yeah, there's some that just, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay even as an end user to the middle of the road and just get me what's gonna work for for most of the time and that's good enough for me. So there's lots of things. Than
2: that. Yeah, uh, that's a great analogy. It's you know, it, there's a difference between a hiking boot and a dancing shoe, right? Yes,
3: very so, good. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you're not gonna climb a mountain in your dancing shoes, but you know, but I guess you could. It would be <laughs> you could very, try. <laughs> it, would be, it
0: would be very dangerous.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you don't want to dance in your uh, mountain mountaineering shoes either. So, yeah, same <laughs> Right. right. And, and that's where, you know, like you said, you're in Colorado and you get some pretty serious snow, particularly at the higher elevations, right? And mm-hmm. so people that live in that kind of environment probably want to buy a pair of winter boots, right, which would be a, a dedicated set of tires that are good for winter traction. Um, mm-hmm. it's like We're by the Cleveland area and uh, winters are a little bit more mild, the roads are cleared pretty well, um, don't, no mountain passes. And so a good set of all season tires will get you through the entire year. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's very interesting. So, when somebody asks us a question about tires, I guess, and I, I'm just narrowing it down to trucks, right? And kind of roading, Yeah. Because yeah. we could spend another two hours talking about, you know, high performance cars. Uh, But so I should ask them kind of first of all where they live, right? That's important What kind of seasons Mm -hmm. you're experiencing and then you know, you you need to know what usage do you tow a lot? I mean are are you loading your truck to the maximum right all Mm -hmm. the time or are you just a recreational user? Um, And I guess all those Will end up, you know narrowing you down to what tire you want basically
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Yep,
3: yeah, I think Yep. What you said too is like, how, how do you use your, your truck? I was just um, participating in a forum I, um, a week or two ago where um, you know there was a, a woman who came on. She's like, ah, I, I'm a girl surrounded by trucks. I drive a truck. I need a tire. I don't know what to put on it. Help me out. And you saw everybody try to give their advice and they had everything from an MT to, you know, a car tire. And, and this was my experience. And this is why I liked it. And so I kind of just chimed in and said, Hey, I, uh, I can relate. And what do you do with your car? Like, what do you do with your truck? Um, do you drive it to and from work? Are you on mostly paved roads? Do you live in the mountains? Are you driving on gravel? You know, how the, the question that you mentioned, how do you use your truck? I think is one of the key elements. You'll be able to narrow down a bunch of options, you know, once you get your tire size and then you'll be able to pick and choose a lot more. but how do you use it and what do you expect the, the vehicle to really do for you is I think the key.
2: And, and the territory tire is within the Wrangler family, right? Yep. Is, is that correct? And and yes. so some people may not understand because I hear sometimes, uh, I want a Goodyear Wrangler tire and mm-hmm. how many types of Wrangler tires are there?
3: <laughs> oh, let's see. There's like six main ones with territory, I think seven. So, you know, you gotta think of Wrangler as a you know a sub brand, right? It's it's been in the market for over 40 years, right? We launched our first Wrangler as an individual product in 1976, right? The Wrangler RT. And it grew into a whole family um, you know, around 1979, I think. And so um it's more of a of a, a brand in the way that you've got, you know, the, the Ford F series, you know, the the GM Silverado series, right? You've got that kind of um main parent brand and then a sub brand and so we've got then the individual options that are named accordingly right for different types of application offerings and so um, you've got your mtr with kevlar Um, mtr is kind of um, enthusiast speak from days of lore with the maximum traction and reinforcement with the with the kevlar fiber Um, all the way from a from that end of the spectrum to something like a fortitude ht which is a nice strong tire for you know all season applications so there's a, you know, a whole portfolio of offerings from on to off road with varying, varying performance characteristics between each one, but I won't bore you with all of the nitty gritties of
0: each one. I think Amy brings up a really good point, right? That, that the tire doesn't have really a singular name. It's almost like a first name, middle name, last name. And so, mm-hmm. you know, having the name Goodyear, right? That's your, your big family name, you know, and that sort of means something to people where they know there's a certain amount of dependability. They they They've got a, a network. We have a network out there of retailers. Uh, there's a support crew online. You know those types of things. That that brand is always going to be with you anywhere you are in the world. And then when you come down to the Wrangler subbrand, that means you've got that versatility, right? To give you, um, it enables you to do things that you want to do with your truck. And then then you have to say then you go down into that sort of the the third name. Which is then where do I want to parse that out? Um, but I think is you know as soon as you say you know uh, truck, you're kind of can put Wrangler right in there with it. You know unless you're trying to take it to the drag strip or do something like that, where mm-hmm. occasionally we'll have the hot rod version. But uh, for most trucks, Wrangler is the right brand. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep, and so- it goes. Down- but you were saying just with those conversations, how do you use it? What are you looking for? You're looking for versatility, go for Wrangler. If you're looking for speed, you go Eagle. If you're looking for, you know, everyday confidence to get you to your, you know, A's and B's, uh, you're looking for assurance. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. And you mentioned Kevlar a little bit. So is that, and I've been asked this question recently, uh, where is every tire made with Kevlar or why do you choose a Kevlar, which is kind of this kind of a tough, it sounds tough, right? It's it's supposed yeah. to be bulletproof, right? So, <laughs> so can you tell tell me about some of the construction elements? You know, uh, do all of tires have Kevlar for off roading, or none of them do? What, what's going on with that?
3: Yeah, I would say it's not a common um, ingredient in you know so, so to say that it's in all tires. Um, Goodyear is lucky enough to be the um, the sole manufacturer to claim the use of specifically Dupont Kevlar um, fiber in the products and we tend to keep it for more of the the off-road oriented whether it's um, an element in the the tread or the sidewall—it kind of depends on which product you're talking about. But again, it's it's one of those things that we we give to the engineers as an option to use to deliver um, certain performance if it's important to the end user, right? Like the person who's just looking for everyday um, everyday use, everyday environment—they may not be interested in in you know a bell or whistle like. Like Kevlar, And so that's why we don't put it in everything, it's to really bring about a certain um, differentiation in terms of toughness, durability, and, and quiet, quiet performance.
0: And so you brought up the fact that DuPont Kevlar is, is really, um, like you said, it, it says strength just in its name because it's mm-hmm. used uh, products like bulletproof vests, et cetera. And, and it really having that ability, that relationship with DuPont allows our engineers uh, access to that fabric um, mm-hmm. and then they can decide, depending on the application, do I get the most use out of it in the tread area or do I get the, the biggest bang for the buck out of the sidewall? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so where to use it is really an engineering call, but it, it has mm-hmm. with placing the fabric in the right place in order to, to really maximize the strength and the durability, the toughness you get out of, out of Kevlar.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I associated that with the sidewall in my head um, mm-hmm. because uh, w- when we go, so that's interesting to find out that it's not just a sidewall. It may be used in other mm-hmm. areas right of enough. the tire. Okay. Okay. But, but the sidewall is really important uh, for a couple of reasons. Recently, uh, we went off-roading in Utah and on a very narrow mountain trail. Uh, near Moab on the White Rim, and mm-hmm. you're so narrow that your sidewall of the tire is almost rubbing against the cliffs cliff wall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then you're starting you're airing down your tire, right? Because you're trying to gain a bigger footprint on your tire and more traction because you're in this off-road setting and it's pretty serious uh, type stuff. So. Yeah, and it's really quite easy, and I've been there, actually, where you kind of rub up against the wrong rock, and it slices the sidewall, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you're done, because there's no way to patch it, you know, you have to replace the tire, if you have a replacement at that moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so, uh, I usually associate it, you know, the sidewall strength is kind of high on my priority list, personally, I guess. Mm
3: Yeah, and we find that with a number of off-road enthusiasts, if not all of them. (laughs) Um, Sidewall is an important, but um, the Kevlar is just one component, like it's just one option. So we have another technology that Goodyear owns called DuraWall technology, which is actually a compounding technology to enable some, um, you know, tougher sidewall elements to Resist against those kinds of snags and tears, so uh, we've got a, a number of things in our arsenal to be able to work with and try to do that. We're always looking on different ways to make it better, especially knowing how people use them, and you know why are they buying these tires? what are they trying to do with them? And so mm-hmm. we're working on different ways to innovate and um, improve that performance as well.
2: Very neat. Um, so so you said uh, the tires first the territory tires first launching on the Silverado, is that correct?
0: Yeah, the uh, the first one to have been announced was the uh, the Silverado Real Tree Edition uh, that was announced with the twenty inch uh, application. Uh, obviously, we've just seen the Bronco. We've got uh, two sizes on the top level trims of the Bronco, uh, including the first edition. All the first editions are coming with our uh, mm-hmm. with our three hundred and fifteen seventy tire. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that, and then there's some things in the in the pipeline that we can't talk about yet. But I think you'll be seeing them here in the next uh, few years. Um, so right now,
2: right months. now, can I call and get a territory tire right now today, or is it depending on the vehicle when they're launching, and then you can get replacement tires?
0: Yeah. So we we do have one. Actually, uh, we were talking about the Ford F-150. We do have a, a for, uh, an application on the Ford F-150, and Ford was so excited about the product, uh, the new territory for their truck, they actually pulled it ahead to the current model year. Uh, So we're actually producing right now a little ahead of schedule um, because we wanted to uh, help Ford out and uh, fulfill their excitement on that product. Um, So they're actually a 2020 F-150 with uh, those on it, and then it'll carry over into the 2021 model year. So that's the first tire that's in production right now, um, but the others will be coming into production as those vehicles that have just been debuted, right? Uh, most of them go into production towards the end of this year or in January. I think Bronco is January, isn't it? That's, that's really exactly.
2: cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. thank you. Uh, I didn't realize the already the F-150 could have that option. So that's
0: that's mm-hmm. really interesting.
3: Yeah, it's not, just so, for clarification, so Mike, it, the one on the F-150 is the Wrangler territory, what's that? That's thing? the territory
0: AT, not okay. the territory MT. So, uh, again, you know, the, um, it's it's not standardized, but it's fairly standard in the industry you know, that you have an AT is or sort of the all terrain designation, MT as I mentioned, we like to say is maximum traction, and that's more at the more aggressive end uh, of it. And so you'll see fitments in uh, both the AT and in the MT uh, for territory.
2: And um, and they differ in kind of the tread design. I mean, how how the, how do yeah. they differ?
0: hmm they, they differ in tread design. Uh, so in AT, uh, the net growth is a little bit different. So it's a little bit more closed up, still an open truck type tire, but uh, not as open as an MT is. Um, and so maybe a little bit different siping, that type of thing. Um, so a little bit quieter. Uh, all terrains have to go sort of more highway, uh, still go off road, but a balance between the two.
2: But but both of them should have like an M and S rating, right? Mud and snow.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So they they'll yeah they'll the, both those will have an M M plus S uh, nomenclature on the side. So they're all considered all higher. season tires. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: And do you get a snowflake on any of them, or when do you get the snowflake?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the um the it's called the severe snow uh, certification, and um, you run a test, and then if it passes. Uh, the test, then you can put the three-peak mountain snowflake symbol on the sidewall. And um, because some of these aren't quite in production yet, i uh, got to s- wait to see the test results. But if something will pass um, and the OEM doesn't mind having it on there, we'll put the three-peak mountain snowflake on the side. What is um, the
2: testing like? Tire
0: for that. Mm.
2: Is this a standardized test that every manufacturer has to pass? Or what is that testing like for the snow mm-hmm. mountain peak?
0: Yeah, it's a, a standardized test. Uh, you have to be within a certain window of temperature uh, on, a, you know, a solid snow surface. Um, it's an instrumented test that you can run with a, uh, a vehicle that actually runs itself and doing spin-ups, or you mm-hmm. can actually do it with uh, stopping distance, which is another way to do it. Um, so, um, you know, the engineering community around the world has gotten together and set certain standards. I believe it started in Europe uh, is where these standards started. But then, uh, you know, it's it's for Canada, the United States, et cetera, we all all the tire manufacturers follow the same test procedure. And then uh, if you pass, um, depending on the tire, um, then you would mark with three-peak mountain snowflake.
2: Yeah, sometimes, you know, different regulations are state by state also, like in Colorado. And it can be confusing. In Colorado, they would require, you know, either M plus S or maybe even a snowflake-rated tire in the winter. Even mm-hmm. to, to, to even cross the mountains on some of the mm-hmm. past, passing roads or four wheel drive, so sometimes the regulations mm-hmm. are really kind of you know, don't make much sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but it's very important, like in Canada, the, the snow tires are required in, in the winter. Um, so exactly. in yeah, certain, areas,
0: certain parts of Canada, um, they actually, yeah, like you said, they have regulations about it and but really there's a mentality I think in Canada that uh, even if there not regulated they like switching over to, to winter tires um, mm-hmm. because you get so much out of it right you, you really can um, get a lot better traction with a pure snow tire if that's what you're trying to do mm-hmm. if you occasional snow that's when an all-season tire is probably fine um, so again it depends on what you're trying to get out of the vehicle and you know really the the weather and the elements in your area um and then also how good is the snow clearing in your area some some places uh, don't clear snow they just grade it and put down a little bit of sand Mm -hmm. um, and so you're on hard packed snow uh, much of the winter
3: yeah and it's interesting because just as much as people might gravitate towards something like the three peak mountain snowflake marking it might deter some people i know i've spoken to some um, folks in texas who were like I don't want that on my tire. That just means you're giving me something I'm never going to use and I'm probably sacrificing something else. So it's just interesting. And that goes back to, you know, we we're really trying to understand, you know, who's the target, um, who's going to be, you know, the consumer, but then also with the mm-hmm. some territory, you know, what is it that the OEM's going for? What performance are we lo- really looking to hone in on and deliver?
2: Well, that's, that sounds great. Well, I, I look forward to just actually getting a hold of these tires. AT or MTs, and actually, you know, putting mm-hmm. them either you know to a short test or maybe even a long test, you know, long term.
3: Yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback on them, especially since <laughs> you'd be able to, you know, you've got your real world testing. That's that's what you guys do, and you know, you'd be able to go ahead and run your own, um, you know, side by side to, to say things that you know we might even not be able to say. So we <laughs> want to hear what you're talking about it. We're always we love feedback. We we love hearing how people's experience with the products.
0: Yeah. Keep us posted on your next project trucks. And, uh, you know, if there's something we can help you out with, uh, love to help you out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you guys have got a great channel. I really think uh, you do a really nice fair evaluation of uh, things and mm-hmm. it's really nice to hear reading the comments, uh, you know, like on your YouTube channel, your, yeah. your enthusiast base, you know, really knows what they're doing and their, uh, their, their comments are really pertinent, right? It's, uh, it's, it's nice to see.
3: Yeah, and that you solicit them. Like I love the the article on the towing that you were doing the you know the double double towing and yeah. seeking feedback. So we love when um, we can participate with people who are, are seeking feedback from other people. So we love that.
2: Thank yeah, you. and we're we're trying to be uh, at least at TFL across car and truck and off road. Mm-hmm. We we try to be kind of more down to earth. You know, you know we are we have a lot of experience with real world testing, but we don't know every single thing right so so that's mm-hmm. why you know we're kind of re- also reaching out to the community and saying, you know a lot of you guys actually tow for a living right and and if you do that, you know help us figure out certain things right so that's really important, and we love feedback like you said, uh, just just like you guys uh, from our audiences and because we're always learning right every day every day something ah. new comes comes in so
0: yeah, and and like you said, I mean, tires are complex. And, you know, we uh, sometimes take them for granted. But uh, I was just talking to somebody uh, yesterday. They've got a G wagon, and they were looking to get uh, winter tires for it. And I was kind of going through like the size and the load index, and they wants different wheels. And then you start talking about offset and uh, pilot hole and bolt hole circle, and their eyes just blaze over. So. <laughs> The, the more we as an industry, and, I, and that means you know you in the media and right. us as, as sort of the, the component manufacturer, the more we can make it easy and explain it, um, the, the better it is for the people that want to get involved right? and raise their hand and say, you know, help me make my truck better or make my truck different or personalize it.
2: Yeah, that's really important. We'll, we're going to keep doing it. So, yep.
3: I'm here with you. All right. That's well, excellent. I
2: appreciate you guys joining me for this episode and uh, we'll see see what feedback we get here and then we'll we'll go from there.
3: Awesome, well thank you so much, we appreciate it.